God bless you. We're so grateful to those of you that are joining us on this Tuesday night, special Tuesday night, which this is Holy Week. A very special thank you to our worship and arts ministry, to those who have sacrificed so much so that you, although you may be shut in, you don't have to be shut out. Let me say before we get into this special word for tonight, a very special thank you to all of those who are viewing and have joined us, particularly since we have gone virtual services only. Uh, you have not only joined us, but you've invited your friends and your neighbors to join us. And we are not surprised because we always knew what God could do, but we are so pleased with the success of these services. We've heard from so many of you. You can write us, send us a message, send, just let us know that you are enjoying it. People all over the world have been. And then a very special, special thank you to those who have continued to contribute to this ministry and to other ministries, even during this pandemic. Thank you. God will remember when others have forgotten. And so as you continue to do what God has challenged you to do, just remember that God's got a blessing, I believe, with your name on it. To the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road members, thank you so much. We miss you. We thank you. We, we are seeing your comments. We are hearing about the watch parties. We are, are hearing from so many who are tuning in and inviting friends and family members to tune in. So thank you very much. On tonight, on this holy week, we are continuing the series that we began on last Tuesday. On last Tuesday, we began a Tuesday night series that is entitled The Promises of God During a Time of Crisis. We said to you on last Tuesday that if there's one thing you can count on in the midst of a crisis, and that is, listen to this, God will send his word. See, even before he does anything else, God sends his word. The theme scripture for this series is 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20, the new King James Version. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20 says, For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. For all the promises of God in him or yes, and in him, amen. The promises of God during a time of crisis. On last Tuesday, we shared with you the first promise, which was from Isaiah, in which uh, we said that God will keep us in perfect peace. God will keep us in perfect peace. And so last week, we talked about the peace of God and how God has given us a promise that in the midst of this crisis that God will keep us in a, a peace that far exceeds human understanding. 
the peace of God in the time of crisis. And so tonight is the second promise of God. Each one of these messages on Tuesday night, God has given us an assignment to share seven scripture references, seven biblical scripture references. On last week, we shared with you the seven references on the peace of God. And if you want the notes, if you want to get uh, those references, you can go to our website and you can download those. Tonight, we are talking about a second promise. The second promise of God simply says, he will provide for us. Promise number one, last week, God will keep us in perfect peace. Promise number two, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a crisis, we know that God will provide for us. There are seven references, seven scripture references that we want to leave with you tonight. Some we will go into even greater detail. It is important that you write these down. You can download them earlier because I, I am convinced that what we need in the midst of what we are going through is to know God's word. Here's the good news. We don't have to invent God's word. We don't have to create a word from God. All we have to do is to know what God has already said. Listen, I, I love all of these New Age ministers and, and prophets and prophetess all around the country that are giving you a fresh word from God. This is what God said. God told me to drop this in your life. Here's what I've discovered. I've discovered that what God has already said is good enough for me. Not only is it good enough, it has worked uh, for thousands of years and it still works. Let us look at these seven scripture references. The first scripture reference is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. And we're reading this one from the New Living Translation. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. The apostle Paul writes these words. Remember the promise he will provide for us. Here are seven references uh, that says God will provide. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8 the New Living Translation says, and God will generously provide all you need. And God will generously provide all you need. And then look at the latter part of that verse. Then you will always have everything you need. And it doesn't stop there. The verse goes on and say, and plenty left over to share with others. This is a promise of God. This is not a prophetic word from Pastor Jackson, uh, but this is a word that is found in Holy Scripture. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need. And the text says, and plenty left over to share with others. Take that word with you. Put that word somewhere with you in the midst of what we're going through because I know it's tough. And there, and there are those who, who are trying to figure out now how am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to pay my rent? 
what am I going to do? I am not working, uh, and, and I don't know how I'm going to make ends meet. God has given us a word. God's word is that God will provide. Listen to the second scripture reference. It is Matthew's chapter 6, verses 25 through verse 33. This is a longer passage. I want to read it. Jesus shares this in what is known as the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus teaches his disciples and his followers about Christian principles. Teaches them uh, that if you are going to eventually be a follower of mine, you have to have Christian, you have to have righteous, godly principles. Verse 25 of of the gospel that was recorded by St. Matthew's chapter 6 begins this. And Jesus says this, that is why I tell you, listen to this, not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than clothing? Verse 26 Jesus says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. In other words, birds are not creatures that can do all of this by themselves. What they get, someone else has put it there for them. Listen to how the text goes on and explain this. For your heavenly father feeds the birds. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Verse 27, can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? I, I need someone to hear this right now because you're going through something and, you, and, and, and anxiety is trying to overtake your life. The Lord is asking this rhetorical question. Can all of your anxieties, can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? Then verse 28, he says, and why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their own clothing. That's why I like the New Living Translation. It Puts it plain for us. Verse 29 says, Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And then Jesus says this, And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith. Verse 31, so don't worry about these things. Saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Verse 32, these things, listen to this, my brothers and sisters, these thoughts, these things, this mindset dominates the thoughts of unbelievers to those who have no faith. They think like this. They behave like this. This is how they respond in a time of crisis. Jesus goes on to say, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. He already knows everything you need. And then that iconic verse that is found in verse 33. 
Seek ye the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. He's given us the formula. The formula to God's provision is to seek the kingdom above all else. Seek the will of God. Ask God to allow me to focus on pleasing you and not others or myself. And God will give you everything you need. What a powerful reference of Holy Scripture. Matthew chapter 6 verses 25 to 33. Apply that to your life. Write it down. Read it over and over again before you go to bed at night when you wake up in the morning. Just read and, and let the word of God saturate your souls and your hearts. The third scripture reference in this second promise of God, which is God will provide for us, is found in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. And we're reading this reference from the NIV translation. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. The Apostle Paul writes this text. And Paul writes, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Do you see what he's saying? Hear this. And my God will meet all your need. There's so much in this verse. Uh, one that comes up, Paul makes God personal. This is my God. This is the God I serve. This is the God who knows my name. This is a God that I pray to day and night, morning and noon. He says, and that God will meet all your needs according to his riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. In other words, Paul says God's going to do it and he's not going to do it through any man-made effort. God will do it through Christ Jesus. So your help is already there, but it's there through our Lord and Savior, Jesus to Christ. And my God, <laughs> uh, walk around your house and say, and my God, Throw your hands up and say, and my God, in the midst of what you're going through, and my, lay your hands on your bills and say, and my God, uh, just declare and decree that God can do it and God will do it. The fourth scripture reference in this second promise of God for this uh, Bible study on Tuesday night that says God will provide for us, then the the, the fourth scripture reference is one of my favorite. It is Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. In fact, it was the first scripture reference that I ever preached from. When I did my initial sermon many, many years ago as a 22-year-old young man, I preached from this text and from Romans 8 and 28. I was so moved. I was a student at Benedict College and, and the Reverend Jones from New York came down. Bill Jones came down and he, and he preached from this text and it moved me and it, I sat in that auditorium and it did something for me and God says that is your scripture. You apply that scripture to your life. Listen to what it says. Romans 8.28 and I'm reading it 
from the New Living Translation. It reads a little different than the King James. We are familiar with it. Paul writes this, and we know. When he starts out like this, this is emphatic. And we know. Not that I assume, I've got to guess, I've got a feeling. No, Paul says none of that. And we know. This, this, this is not that I've, I've got a strong uh, 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 inkling that things are going to work out. None of this. Paul says, and we know. Paul is emphatic about this. In fact, as a seminarian student uh, studying this text under the late Dr. Larkin, he would say this. He says, whenever you see Paul says something so emphatic in the original Greek, it is without hesitation. In other words, Paul says, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God. Now listen, and I want you to see this verse, because here's what the verse does not say. The verse does not say everything is good. And that's where we get sidetracked. Because we want everything to be good. And God says, I never promised you that everything would be good. But here's what I promised you, that everything will work together for the good. Some things that are working for your good is not always good to you. It, it, it can be uh, really uh, uncomfortable to you and for you. But it works for your good. Paul said, here's what I know. He's, I don't know that everything will be good, but I know this. Everything will work together for the good of those who love God. It's conditional. It is conditional to those who love God and to those who are the called according to the purpose that God has for their lives. Ah, how do I know God will provide? Because I know whatever I'm going through, it's going to work for your good. Well, Pastor Jackson, what are you saying? Are you saying somehow this, this crisis, this horrific, horrible thing that we are going through is good? I didn't say that. I didn't say the pandemic was good. I said, but it can work for your good. Some of you are praying now more than you've ever prayed before. Some of you are reading scriptures now unlike you've ever read before. You are taking time to, to spend time, quiet uh, inter, uh, reflection, and just uh, you and God in just personal time like you've never done before. God says it may not be good, but it can work for your good. So our prayer ought to be, Lord, let it work for my good and when it does God says it'll bless you like you've never been blessed before I can stay on this fourth scripture for the rest of the night but I've got to move on to the fifth scripture reference fifth reference is Psalms 145 verses 15 and 16 and this reference we're reading from the New Living Translation Look at this text, Psalms 145, verses 15 and 16. 
The eyes of all look to you in hope. You give them the food, their food as they need it. Psalmist write, Lord, the eyes, all eyes are on you. Why? Because you give them their food as they need it. We are looking to God with hope. <laughs> uh, that food may be scarce at the grocery stores, but somehow God will make a way out of no way. Why? Because our hope is not in man. Our hope is not in this world. Verse 16 goes on to say the psalmist right, when you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. God is the real thirst quencher. God is the real one who can satisfy your hunger. And I'm not just talking about natural hunger. Because he that hungereth and thirsts for righteousness shall be filled. Lord, when you open your hand, then we are satisfied like we've never been satisfied before. Remember this scripture. This is the fifth of seven scripture references as it relates to God will provide for us. And then the sixth scripture is a very familiar scripture. In fact, the sixth scripture reference is arguably or perhaps the most noted scripture reference in all of the Bible. There are people who don't know any other scripture that knows Psalms 23. And then there are those who don't know any other verse in Psalms 23 that understand Psalms 23 and verse number one. I've chosen two translations to read to you because I want you to see uh, and, and, and hear how powerful this word is even in different translations. The familiar translation is the New King James Version. Psalms 23 and 1, David writes this psalm. David, who had gone through so much, writes this powerful psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. <laughs> it took a shepherd like David to write about the ultimate shepherd who is the Lord our God. The Lord is my shepherd. David writes, I shall not want. You can walk around your yard. You can walk around your house. You can lift your hands up. If you've got to stay shut in for three more weeks, guess what? The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. Look how the New Living Translation puts this. The New Living Translation says it this way. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything. I In other words, David never bragged about having all of his desires. Never bragged about having everything he wanted in life. But God provided everything David needed. 
God, the Lord God is my shepherd. I have everything I need. Some of you are going through some of your desires and wants. But God says, before you get depressed over the things you desire and don't have, you ought to learn how to praise God over the things you need and God has already provided. He puts breath in your bodies. God, God has given you the ability to do what only God can empower you to do. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. There are no needs in my life that God has not already provided. Uh, the second promise of God is that God will provide for us. David doesn't write this because he was wealthy. David writes this because God is the God who has done everything David needed him to do. This same David also writes later in his life that I have been young and now I am old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed to beg bread. <laughs> never have I seen it. I, I've lived long enough, David said. <laughs> I've lived long enough that I've got a testimony that I've never seen the righteous forsaken or the seed of God beg bread. I'm looking directly into the faces of someone right now. Tears are streaming down your face and you're wondering, how can I make it? There's a reason you tuned in tonight. There's a reason you stopped what you were doing tonight to say, I need to hear this word because God is telling you that all that you need, God already has it. <laughs> Everything you need, God already has it. And then the seventh and the final scripture reference is a story. And I save the little time at the end to, to share with you this. It is one of my favorite Old Testament narratives. It is found in the book of 1 Kings chapter 17 and verses 7 through 16 the NIV translation. And I debated whether or not to read this whole text. And then God says, in order for you to put it in context, you've got to read the whole thing. It is about a prophet by the name of Elijah and a woman from a place called Zarephath in the time of crisis. There was a mighty famine in the land. Everything in the land, uh, there was no rain and no food to eat. In fact, the text tells that there were people who were doing horrific things like eating dead bodies, things that they would not ordinarily do. You've got to understand how sacrilegious this is to someone of the Jewish faith in the Old Testament, but they had to survive. They were wondering, how can I survive? 
And so God drops this text in 1 Kings 17. Allow me to read it and then to share a few key points before we have this altar experience. Verse 7 says this, and I need you to go along. We have put it on the board for you because I want you to see it. Sometimes later, the brook dried up. And here's what this means. During the famine, God sent Elijah, the prophet, to the brook of Sherith. And there, the ravens brought him food. And the brook sustained him because it provided water for him. And the ravens came because God sent them there. They came also because it was a hidden brook that nobody else knew about. And God sent Elijah there, the prophet, and God sustained him for a while. This is why I love this text. I try to preach from this text at least once every year. And God says, but as life occurs, things happen. And sometimes later, one translation that I really like, the King James says, and after a while, the brook dried up. What you had been counting on was no longer there because there had been no rain in the land. Listen to verse number eight. The word of the Lord came to him. You remember at the beginning of this lesson, I told you in a crisis, the first thing God does is send his word. Every crisis you find in the Bible, you'll find that even before he sends his hands and even before he sends his presence, God sends his word. Verse 8 says, then the word of the Lord came to him. Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. And listen to these words. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. Time will not even allow me to elaborate long enough to explain to you the power of these words. Zarephath was the epic center of the famine. It, it was where it, it was like what New York City is right now. It is almost like God sending somebody, get in your car, drive up I-95 and go to New York City and there I'm going to give you something. It, it, it is where the crisis was at its worst. <laughs> and God says, I need you to get up from a place that I've provided for you and go to a place where it doesn't seem as if anything is there. And when you get there, I'm not going to send you to another brook or send ravens again, but I have, look at what he said, I have directed a widow woman there to sustain you or supply you with food. Who was this widow woman? She was a woman who lost her husband in this famine. It was just she and her son. And they were on the brink of starvation. Listen to God's word. Verse number 10. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there. The woman that God had told him about. She was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, 
would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I may drink? And she was going to get it. He called again and bring me a piece of bread, please. This prophet who note had not missed a meal because he was by the brook being fed by the ravens drinking spring water from the brook. And God says, you go to the widow and you ask her to give you something that she barely has for herself. Good God Almighty. I love this text. I love Elijah's faith, but I love the faith of the widow from Zarephath. Look at what the text says. And she says, as surely as the Lord your God live, she replied. In other words, she said yes without any hesitation. As surely as God live, I'll do whatever you've asked me to do. But listen, I don't have any bread. I only have a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug and I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make one last meal for myself and my son and listen to how verse 12 ends and then we may eat it and die I know I'm not going to get anything else this is all I have I'm going to make the last meal for my son and I and we're going to eat it and we're going to lie down and die together. Verse 13, Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, (laughs) make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. In other words, I need you to make a sacrifice. I need you to take the last you have and and bring it to me. He says, uh, and then make something for yourself and your son. Now, she has already said to him, listen, I barely have enough for my son and I. I, Our plans are to eat this and die. But no, she never talked back. She did not debate the prophet. She obeyed God's instructions. Verse 14, uh, for this is what the Lord, here's what Elijah says, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. He's speaking to this woman. Remember, provision uh, comes after the promise. All she has right now is a word. But Elijah said, here is what God has promised. That the jar of flour you have will never be used up. And the jug of oil in your house will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. In other words, I'm going to test your faith out You say this is all you have, this is all I can do. God says, take the little you have and sacrifice it for me and watch what happens. And here's what verse 15 says. So she went away and did 
as Elijah had told her. Uh, this is the part I highlight, uh, Pastor Mac, in my Bible. And she went away and did what the man of God told her. And she did what the word of God said. And she obeyed the word of God. It was hard. It was difficult. Can you imagine her son going, Mom, what in the world are you doing? We barely have enough of the two of us. Uh, my father has already died. Your husband is now dead. And you are going to take the last we have and give it to this prophet who has been fed by ravens during this whole famine. But she did what the word of God declared. So there was food because she did what God's word declared. Remember, the promise precedes the provision. Uh, what we want is that we want the provision, then we want to obey God's word. God says, obey my word, and then I'll make a way out of no way. It says this, and she did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day. Oh, I wish you all were in here. We can shout on this together. You give God a private praise in your house. And there was food every day for Elijah, for the woman. And wait a minute, where do we get this word? Because to this point, the text only talked about one family member. That's her son. And I don't know. I, this is not assumption hermeneutics. I'm not assuming anything. I am just reading what the word says. And not only did she have enough for herself, Elijah, but somehow the author of the text put in her whole family. So maybe not only did she feed her son, Maybe she fed her cousin Baba and her auntie. And maybe she fed Hakeem and Shanene and everybody else in her family that needed food. She had enough left over for her whole family. And then verse 16, as we prepare for this altar, come on praise team. Verse 16 says this, for the jar of flour was not used up. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so, the translation I like says, and the jar of flour was never used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry. It never ran out. <laughs> now here's something I need you to pay attention to. The text never says the jar was filled to the top. The text never says that the jug of oil overflowed. But it never ran out. In other words, every morning she put her hand in the flower bin. There was enough for that day. And every day she needed oil to cook a meal, it was enough for that day. Give us this day our daily bread. <laughs> it never ran out. It never ran dry. I'm here to tell somebody right now, wherever you are, 
whatever you're going through, God will provide. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I do know this. The God we serve is able to do it. The widow from Zarephath had enough faith to put her hand in the jar and watch God provide. Our praise team is coming. Sister Frances Williams and the praise team are coming. They're singing a song written and recorded by Sister Tamala Mann. It is one of my favorite songs. The title of the song simply says, God Provides. And here's what I need you to do at home, wherever you are right now. I need you to block out everything. <laughs> and just you and God. And even if there's a watch party going on, it's now you and God. Lift those hands. So the song says, so why do I worry about my life when you come to my rescue a thousand times? Every other voice, it is a lie. God provides. God provides in ways I can't explain and can't deny the little that I have <laughs> he multiplies just when I feel he won't show up on time I'm here to tell somebody God provides he'll come through when the clouds of doubt rain down on you <laughs> mm. And test everything you thought you knew. Now you finally see what God can do for you. Listen to these words. Make it personal. So tonight, close your eyes. There's no more need to fight. Watch God provide Francis the praise team Ooh. God provides yeah. so why do I worry about my life wherever you are right now when you've come to Ooh. my rescue a thousand times every other voice it is a lie God provides God provides in ways I can't explain and can't deny. Thank you, Lord. The little that I have, He multiplies. Just when I feel He won't show up on time, God provides. He'll come through. He'll come through right now. Wherever when you are. the clouds of doubt rain down on you, Saint Francis, yes, yes, and Ooh. test everything you Ooh. thought you knew. Mm. Now you finally see what God can do for you. So tonight, right now, tonight, close your eyes. Ooh. There's no more need to fight. 
Watch God. Watch God provide. God provides. It's hard to say when there's no food to eat. Thank you, Lord. Sing, Francis. Oh, what you see feels all that life will be. Will they be? And will this be another year of misery? But my faith can't Listen. But my faith it can't survive on can't what I survive see. On just things I see. And my feelings. And my feelings can't control, control. my destiny. <laughs> yes. See, God, I only want what you believe uh. for me. So tonight, wherever you are tonight, right close now, close your eyes. There's no more need to fight. Watch oh, God. Watch God provide. He will provide. Right now, lift those hands and say, before right your eyes. phone wherever you are if you need prayer right now 888-776-1238 someone is here right now live to pray with you and it really doesn't matter what you're going through we've said to you tonight that the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen God will provide. You need to tell yourself that throughout this pandemic, God will provide. God said to me over the next couple weeks to revisit some messages perhaps that I shared years ago that now seems to really make sense in this time that we are living in right now. And there's somebody right now tonight tonight there's somebody right now and you have wondered if you're going to make it I'm here to tell you that yes you will because the God we serve will
provide. 888-776-1238. This is a good time for you to give your life to the Lord. This is a good time for you to evaluate all the things you've tried to do on your own and have not been able to do it. Watch God provide. Ooh, one more time before we pray, tell him. Yeah, yeah. So. He will, he will, he yeah. will. Yes, he will. God will provide. No, he will. Tonight, close your eyes. There's no more need to fight. Watch God. Watch God. Watch God provide. One more time, Francis. So tonight, yeah, yeah, so tonight, yeah, yeah. So tonight, God is speaking to someone right now. Close your eyes. There's no more need to fight. Watch God provide. He's not a man that he would lie. So, so tonight, this holy week, close your this eyes. Tuesday night, There's no more need to fight. Watch God provide. Pray with me right now. Here's what God says. Your supply cabinet, your pantry may not be running over. But God says, I'll give you enough that every day <laughs> you would declare that it's another day and the Lord has provided. <laughs> Eternal Father, we thank you. Thank you so much for this awesome privilege that you've given us tonight to speak in the lives of thousands of people and to remind them that in the midst of a crisis, you are already providing. The woman from Zarephath found out that the flower was already in the house. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. She found out that the oil did not have to be imported in, but it was already there. You multiplied a little and made it a lot. And so we say tonight to someone in the midst of a pandemic, someone who's wondering how am I going to 
make ends meet our word is so simple and we're not taking it for granted we're not being insensitive I I empathize with you I know that there are times in our life in which it looks like we don't have enough but I'm hearing God says it's already there and so Lord we touch and agree right now in the life of somebody and say it is already there thank you thank you for your provision thank you for your promise and remind us as we've said throughout this message that the promise precedes the provision in other words your promise comes before your provision this is our prayer and your son Jesus the Christ's name we pray and give thanks and everyone wherever you are whatever you're going through if you can just lift those hands and tell the Lord amen amen call this number let us pray with you thank you for joining us once again we encourage you to to give to this ministry to give to your local ministries amen don't allow your ministries to suffer because you're not there take it by them call someone and says how can I get it to you this woman of Zarephath made a sacrifice and then God made a way thank you for being a part of this service now may the grace of God and sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with us now tomorrow and forevermore and all of those wherever they may be anywhere in this world that's under the sound of my voice that know that God will provide help me by saying amen amen God bless you Friday night seven o'clock Good Friday service we are going to share a service with you a previously recorded service that God met us here in a powerful way on Good Friday 2019 and we're going to be broadcasting that live on Friday night at 7 o'clock join us God bless you This is Pastor Darrell Jackson. I want to thank you for joining us in our virtual service. Thank you for just being a part of that service. And again, I want to remind you to call your friends and neighbors and tell them to join us next time that Bible Way is streaming live every Sunday at 8, every Sunday at 11, every Tuesday at 7 o'clock. And a very special thank you for all of you that are continuing to contribute to this ministry through your offerings, Bible Way members through your tithe, our friends through just a general offering. Let me remind you again that if you are a member of another church, please tithe, please send your offerings there. They need you more than ever now. We all are going through these very difficult times. And so as you enjoy us, uh, bless 
your own local ministry. God will continue to bless you. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you the next time live here at the Bible with Church of Atlas Road.